Welcome to BIV Today, the daily podcast from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. You know, one of the province's most prominent business leaders, Amar Doman, took on one of his largest ever career challenges a year ago in acquiring the Canadian Football League's BC Lions. The league had been shuttered a season earlier, and last year only had a partial schedule. And the Lions missed the playoffs, saw their star quarterback retire in the offseason, and has had to deal with labor uncertainty until the absolute last minute before the preseason started. But the regular season opens this weekend, preceded by a concert at the uh, BC Place by New Republic and a tailgate party with Stephen Page, ex-Bare-Naked Ladies. And I wanted to check in with the owner to see what the plans are this year to get people back into the seats, rejuvenate the venerable brand. Amar Doman joins me. Good to see you. Good to see you, Kirk. And thanks for having me on again. Listen, uh, what was the priority? What was the priority in the offseason? Well, you know, I think number one is just getting the word back out through the community, through youth football, which I've been doing personally. I've been on the sidelines. I was at a flag football tournament on the weekend with my kids and really trying to start there to rebuild this fan base. There's a generation that's arguably been sort of lost or drifted, trying to bring them back through the kids and the family. So we started that angle. We also wanted to jazz something up and really bring in uh, an A-list band, you know, One Republic that's got so many different hits and, and also a uh, current hit now. I called them New Republic, didn't one I? Republic, I, one Republic. One Republic. idiot. Yeah, that's okay. It's, it's a music guy, and I just I misnamed a band. New oh, Republic. God. New Republic's the magazine. Anyway, it's fine. I'm <laughs> one Republic's, uh, yep, yeah, that's them, and uh, we're certainly uh, more than excited to get them. They're, they're very hard to get. So we want to bring yeah. somebody in top shelf that would, uh, you know, not only draw some sizzle to the Lions, of course, uh, but also give the fans a great experience. We want to give BC uh, an opportunity to come back in, have a great concert, a great afternoon street party, uh, which we're going to be run on the regular, you know, through Canadian Club. And it's going to be a great, great venue. And, you know, to re-kick off the season, I feel like now under our ownership, we took it over partway through the season last year. Everything was in place. I couldn't change much. This yeah. year, we've got the keys to the car and we're making a lot of differences right away. And of course, at the end of the day, Kirk, the team's got to win. That makes a big difference on how many people come to watch football games quite frankly never underestimate winning uh, but listen uh it, it, it's so interesting because you really are turning it into what amounts to about a four or five hour experience now right is this i i don't i don't want to delve into the economics of that but is this the kind of thing that you really want to set up now where, where it doesn't become one of these things where people are getting off the sky train with five minutes before the game and and rushing into the seats and then getting out of there afterward you want to you want to make it more of a, a larger experience? That's exactly right, Kirk. And, and look, it's a long night. We know football's a you know a long game. Arguably, so is a hockey game. It's a commitment uh, for a family or for a group. But kind of having the youth there, a little place to come, have some craft beers, you know, uh, have some food trucks around, have our you know great uproar dance team, which we've rebranded up to forty now, which is great. We've got some male dancers. We, we've mm-hmm. really adjusted the entertainment side, so we want to leverage that and give the fans a destination to go to. To your point, instead of just showing up and rolling right into the stadium and starting the game, come have a drink or two or a beer, whatever you want to do. Listen to some music. We'll have a DJ there. And each each week will be a little bit different, so we keep it uh, fresh. And we're going to learn as we go what we should be doing and what we shouldn't. And that's by listening to the fans. Yeah, you need to bring New Republic there. That's what you're <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'm making a note on I, that one. Here, so. I have no idea who they are. Um, so, okay, now let's um, – but, but, you know, every – 
in every place I've ever worked, you know, where I've taken over a, a role, I've had probably absurd number of plans, right? And you find out usually like five seconds into the door, what a stupid idea that was. Like this can't work. Have, have, did you have like one, one of those killer things that you thought this would be great? And then everyone went, uh, excuse me, Mr. Doman, that's, that's not a good idea. Well, you know, thankfully not yet, but I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of those types of stumbles as we go along. But, uh, you know, the management team is just getting ideas from me and I'm letting them funnel them and, and see what's right or wrong. So uh, we're throwing a lot at them. They're very busy. They're doing a great job and it's work on yeah. work. But this is a rebuild and I feel like we're resurrecting such a beautiful brand here. And already I can tell you, Kirk, that the, there's energy in the city. We put flags up. We've got stuff on the buses, electronic billboards. I said we're going to be visible. We're visible. And now we have to go out and, and win some football games. But more importantly, I'm bringing people in that haven't seen Canadian football or, or BC Lions football in a long time. You know, they're in a five-year slide as well. That You know, look, the, the wins weren't there. That emptied the building a little bit more too. But frankly, you know, getting everybody back in, we've got new quarterback. We've got a whole bunch of different pieces that feel new. And it does feel like we're pushing off the dock with a whole different uh, vibe. And yeah. it's up to us to invest in the team. And Kirk, I've been doing that with my wallet, as you know. Yeah, exactly. I, one thing that very much impressed me when I went to your season ticket holder event was that you basically said, I'm not taking a nickel out of this team. No. No. Absolutely not. So what I mentioned there, Kirk, exactly right, was that profits that come out of this team will go back to the team and into the community, into youth football. I'm supporting UBC, SFU. We're doing a lot of things. We're bringing back the Shrum Bowl. You're going to hear about that later in the year, which is just great for local football. I'm sponsoring that as the BC Lions saying, let's bring this back. It's coming mm -hmm. back. And so there's a lot of things we're doing in the background for the sport and all the dollars that are generated of the BC Lions will go right back into the sport and into British Columbia. Do, do you feel like this is a three-year, a five-year, a seven-year kind of thing where, where you, you, you know, the, the deliverables are such that you have to be really patient for the time being, even though you're giving this huge amount of impetus in your first year? Well, you know, you know, Kirk, you can't, um, I think, really put a time frame on what you call success in the sports business. It's a different mm -hmm. animal. And I think we just keep going at it year after year, week, week after week, supporting the team with what they need, making sure we have the best management team running the operations. And the rest has to solve itself. We're going to have great years. We're going to have tough years on the win and loss column. But when it comes to getting attendance and getting people into the building, it's a long fix for sure. But we really wanted to push off and get us on the map again and say, hey, there's something to talk about here. There's something to see. And, you know, having a building that's, you know, quite packed will create its own energy as well. And we need to do that. So I'm leaning on a lot of corporate friends and everybody's been supportive the community, the police, fire departments. Now we're getting everybody in there to take a look at these BC Lions. And I think that will start to galvanize to give us longer term success. Um, it's a delicate topic, uh, but you hear it all the time, I think, which is the the uh, business arrangement that's there with Pavco. And uh, you're not the only people, of course, who, who are very concerned about it. Um, you know, can you give me a little bit of a public message that you think is necessary on this one? Because it looks as if, it, it, you know, in exchange for having a reasonable amount of rent to come in, everything else after that pretty much winds up with somebody else. And, and I, I don't know of other sport relationships with arenas that are quite like that. Uh, so help me understand, like, what we need to know and, and how this is still, um, 
you know, tying one hand behind the back with you in terms of growing this and making it a profitable entity. You know, you've hit the sensitive issue for sure, Kirk. And, and you know, that that particular issue where in very, uh, I would say, good dialogues with the group at PAFCO, we've come a long way just just in a, in a short period of time where we're, we're putting our hands up and just saying, look, you know, here's the numbers. The financials are tough. We have no parking, no concession revenue at all. Very yeah. difficult in a difficult league at, at best of times to try and get revenues up. And without having that, it's a big challenge. So for us, we've said, look, can you help on, on certain pricing strategies with Centerplate, who are the caterers? Again, we don't have a direct relationship, Pavco does. Uh, they've been responsive and they're talking about different strategies as we go forward to help uh, the BC Lions and help the fan base kind of uh, sort of get more I'm going to say together uh, than we are and have been in the past. So they've been responsive and, and they're talking to us about things and they've got their parameters too, being, you know, provincially owned. It's a bit of a different animal and it's something that I've inherited that, that uh, again, I'm going to do my best to work through, but we've already had some good wins. We've got some great kids packages for, you know, hot dog chips and, and a drink for 10 bucks. We've brought season ticket downs for a kid, $80 for the season, not per, mm-hmm. per week. We, we've done some good things where we can entice families to come back in. So bit by bit, Kirk, we'll work on it. But the best thing is we're working on it together and we're just putting our cards on the table and saying, how can we do this better? One of the largest risks I think you're taking is with the guy who's going to be your quarterback. You know, you're, you're, building an image around Nathan Rourke um, as a Canadian quarterback. And I, I can't remember the last really successful one uh, except for Russ Jackson, you know? And um, so this is, this is your, uh, your risk. And, and um, well, tell me a bit about that. Tell me, tell me what you had to get through your, your mind on this one. Well, you know, you, I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah. You know, you know, Kirk, I won't and don't make the decisions on that. Um, I am leaving football operations alone and you can interview the team there. So those guys, uh, first of all, I'm a, I'm a big believer in Nathan work though, as a fan, uh, which is what I am in this department. So I like what they're doing. Um, if I didn't, I, I wouldn't say much. Let's see what the wins and losses do. And that's the role there. So I think, you know, Hey, we've got good guys running the club coach. The coach is great. Uh, Neil's great. We've got Rick. So, hey, they've made those decisions on personnel. I'm going to back those decisions, uh, you know, until there's failure. But certainly what we see here is, is a pretty good spark. And it's a youthful group. He's one of the hardest working quarterbacks I've seen. You know, he's only had six quarters of CFL experience, though. So, hey, this is, he's a green rookie when you look at it that way. When you look at the amount of reps he took last year because Mike was so banged up, he took almost every rep you know, every mm-hmm. week in training before the games, like he's been working out and working hard. He's dedicated. A lot, uh, the biggest thing I've said is, look, just don't pressure him too much and put the weight of the world on him. Don't force the football because, you know, we don't want him to come in and feel like he's got to turn BC around in a year. And I, people are telling me, you know, how's he going to turn this thing around in a year? And I said, I'm not going to. I'm going to turn this thing around over the years. We're going to win championships over the years. We're going to take our time and get this right and not rush to have quick fixes because as we know, Kirk in sports, if you try to change everything every five minutes or look for quick fixes, you're in perpetual failure. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen other franchises do that and including the one you now own uh, over the years. Yes. The, the, uh, the interesting thing though, will be like, if he's a success, right. What does that do? Do you think in terms of delivering a kind of a new iconic value to this franchise. Yeah, I think it's not anything we've seen here in BC uh, in years. And, you know, if it works out, it could be, you know, I think unbelievable just from the story itself, 
Victoria guy, Canadian, you know, spent time in Ontario, great Ohio U. I mean, you look at what could happen here. And I've noticed when he's come out, um, I think I might have mentioned our last podcast that he'll come out to a, a field and he's the last guy off with kids. Like he's throwing bombs to these kids. And we say, hey, can you come out for 30 minutes and have an appearance? And he's there three, four hours. Just doesn't want to leave. He just wants to play, wants to play, wants to teach. He's one of these unique guys uh, that if this pans out into, you know, the whole team supporting him and the O-line's got to protect him and give him time and all these little pieces, wide receivers can't draw balls. we got to make Nathan look good uh, and let him do his job. This could be super special for the story of the BC Lions. There's no question about it. I'm excited. Yeah. I know you say you're leaving football operations alone, but I mean, I, I can't imagine that you can really sit back on your hands on this one and, you know, put duct tape over your mouth every time something's going on. But, but you know, you as an, as an industrial leader um, want to attract particular types of character into your operation. And that has to somewhat transcend into this new operation that you own. Um, so is there a, is there a kind of a, um, a value-based approach or a, a, a character-based approach in terms of who you're trying to bring in at almost every level of this organization, Omar, not just at the player level, because those really count because they're front-facing, but the back office as well. You know, in terms of who you, like, what kind of person you want to be in the BC Lions organization? Well, you know, we've got a, a class actor, Rick Lelisher, who I do most of my uh, dialogue with if you will you know he's been around a long time he came back out of retirement uh, from the Eskimos now the Elks to help David Braley uh, when David was uh, looking for some help there towards the end and of course COVID hit he hung around he's such a loyal guy and he's hung around for me until he passed the batons and uh, we are looking for his replacement it's public knowledge that you know I think this year you know Rick needs to get back to his grandchildren in Edmonton and I think he's excited about that but I'll tell you this guy works 24 7. Um, I'm going to say like I've got, I'm emailing him at whatever hour and he's right back to me and we really uh, have a good working relationship so as we go forward uh, you know we certainly are looking for that uh, that president and um, Rick's replacement and have some runway where they can work together before the baton is passed. So that's kind of the level I'm looking for. And at that level, the character, the work ethic, the experience is going to be important to me on who we put in at that president level, because that really drives the rest of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, and at the player level, of course, the CFL is, is very, very well, uh, well regarded in terms of the relationship that players have in the community. They, they realize that this is not a slam dunk, uh, to mix my sport metaphor, uh, in terms of ensuring success. Um, so you have to have a certain type of player too, don't you? Well, you know, I, 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 that's just an area that, you know, look, I, I think I mentioned this in, in some media before is I wouldn't, you know, ask, you know, Neil and those guys that are running the Lions team and, and the marketing department to come in and help me with my lumber businesses and steel businesses and all that stuff. They wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't have a clue where to start. I think, you know, because I'm a great fan, I, you know, like all our fans, you know, all of us Monday morning quarterbacks should have done this and they ran too much. Why did, we have all those things go through our head. But when you're in that game all week and, and practicing all week, I tell you, that's a that's an all in uh job and I, I i think i could pretend to know it i think i, I know some owners around the, the, not this league but other leagues that uh, i think stick their nose in too far that we know that we see about in the media and frankly mm -hmm. those teams don't seem to get anywhere i can't take my experience here on the on, on business and being good at what we do and my team does uh to that playbook that's a different playbook but we got to find the best 
people that can energize, the best people that can lead, their work ethic. And, and frankly, finding that key talent, Kirk, is what sports is all about. It, re it really is. And that's through scouting and those other things that, uh, I mean, if you drop probably you or me into some, you know, college game and scouts, I wouldn't know who's running water, what they look at. It's a whole departure from what I would say I know in business. Have they not given you like the playbook, Amar, and like said, you know, study the X's and O's here? <laughs> do, you no. not, do you not get the playbook? You're the I owner. I'd have the, the playbook owner. right back and say, look, all I could do is uh, make this <laughs> a terrible situation. And uh, I think the worst thing, as you know, is, is when you can come in at different levels as an owner and then start to undermine the management team. And, and that's just not how I, how I roll. Well, there are a few of them around there that try that. Um, I want to. Uh, you talk about runway, and one of the really important runways, of course, uh, was was kind of paid for you last week at long last when you got some kind of a labor agreement. And um, you know, I, I think the skeptics of the CFL always say, "Well, this is the last, the last uh, collective agreement they can get before you know if this doesn't work out, you know, then then the bottom's out of this thing." Um, but it's, it is seven years, right, that you've got some labor piece. And that's, that's a good long time to give you the opportunity to kind of rebuild this business model. Um, if you hadn't gotten it, if we, were, if we were here, you know, a few days before the prospective start of the season, what, what on earth would be happening to this league? You know, I, I, I certainly, uh, we were feeling that as, as, you know, we thought we were going to get ratified and then there was a division and, that was shocking to everybody. And then the good news that came out of that was, look, it's still going to be a seven-year agreement. Uh, there were some adjustments that had to be made. But the players continued to train. They knew it. We knew it. The CFL knew it. Uh, the union, everyone knew that, look, we cannot in any way, shape, or form afford to have a work stoppage or a delayed start to the season. No, it's not going to happen here. So, guys, smarten up, all of us. Get into a room. Nobody comes out till it's done. And that's just the way it had to get done and did get done because everyone recognized the risk of a delayed season or a truncated season. The fans don't deserve it. The sponsors don't. TSN, every, like, there's so many partners here that have been so supportive of the CFL. Shame on us if we couldn't get that done. And I'm so glad we got it done for the long term. It, it feels good to have seven years of labor peace between both sides. And you know, collectively, we shouldn't say both sides. We should say now that the teams are together with the ownership and off we go. Yeah. Last area. And I want to get uh, a bit of an understanding about you as an owner and in the context of other ownership in this league. They've now you know, gotten to really know you, I would imagine, through succession of Zoom calls and maybe a, an in-person meeting or two. Probably met a few of them now face to face. But um, how do you feel your overall contribution to the CFL now might evolve? Amara, are you getting to that point yet where you understand what what piece you can hold in all of this as a as one ninth of the ownership? Well, you know, I think one ninth, uh, you know, is where I have to, you know, remain and live. But I want to be a very strong one ninth out here in BC. And I think the local focus and, and David was wonderful. Uh, but local is what matters. You mentioned earlier, these are community teams, whether they're privately owned or owned by the community. Um, and I want to make sure that I'm rowing all oars in a strong, hard direction here in the West and really giving uh, the CFL, the other eight, um, more stability for them. We all need each other. So we all need to be strong. You know, it's the strongest, weakest link uh, analogy and all that stuff. So 
I can power up this. We've got Montreal starting to rock. I think Toronto is going to try some new things. Those are the three areas that need the most attention. Yeah. You got me yeah. going here. There's no problem out here now. We're going to just go at this for years. So we're not going to turn down or tone down our energy. But if I can bring that, help the West uh, become more and more you know, prominent and strong and also spread the CFL word. I mentioned I'm going to have next year for all the, the not all, but almost every league I can here. Uh, all the amateur football, CFL uniforms, Alouettes, you know, Argonauts, Rough Riders, everything. And the kids are going to wear these. We're going to brand them. I'm going to pay for them. It, it's just going to be a, a rebranding and a relaunch. So that's what I can help with the CFL. As a governor, I'm still learning my way along and um, seeing what, what these uh, these meetings are all about and what they decide on. I'm a little bit more quiet, but also I'm not afraid to put my hand up if I've got an idea. And good leagues, I always believe, make adjustments. And we can't always have our head in the sand and say this is what the CFL did in 1956 because the eyeballs are changing and you got to look at who's watching today, not the guys that are going into the, into the box. It's who's coming out and how do we get kids to watch CFL football? And so we need to always look and, and I think be mindful of making adjustments like you would do in a business. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, then then uh, I want to ask you when we're going to win the Great Cup, but when, when, when might we host the Great Cup? Great, uh, great question. So we are bidding uh, fiercely for the 2024 Grey Cup. So mm-hmm. just to remind everyone, this year it's in Regina. Next year it goes back to Hamilton because they didn't get a full parade and the whole yeah. deal. They kind of was a call it a comeback Grey Cup. And then we're bidding hard for 24. I believe Toronto is as well in Regina. Uh, I think, but uh, I know we've put our hat in the ring pretty hard here for BC uh, for 24. And I sure hope we can host one of the best Grey Cups ever. Okay, I think I jinxed you last time when I said, are you going to make the playoffs? And you were like, Adam, yes, absolutely. Okay, we're going to make the playoffs? Well, you know, I, I believe we've got a great shot at making the playoffs. And I just said, that's the only goal I'll set for the team. Let's get into the tournament and um, not be on the outside of it um, for this year. So I, I'm hoping that uh, we get in this year and get some wins on the board coming out of the gate. Yeah, look, uh, I can tell you, I think the community is really rooting for you and for the team. Um, it, it's, it's a long way back as you know. Uh, but, uh, but you know, you, you're saying what I think are all the right things about, um, what it is to be a conscientious owner in this day and age and not, uh, not, you know, worrying about the next quarterly result on this thing. Um, it's, it's a, it's, it's a long-term project, right? Long-term project. Um, I can tell you that the passion for the team is, is deep here. It's deep mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm spreading that. And I really hope that I can give BC something to cheer about as far as pro football goes and go back to some of the days when I was at this, this uh, flag tournament on the weekend, met a lot of older gentlemen around there that, you know, out in East Van in the Burnaby area that used to go to Empire. And they're coming up to me, shaking my hand saying, we haven't felt this excited for 20 years or 30 years. It's just great to hear that because even though they're older, they're going to tell their kids, their grandkids, Come down and watch a game. Come see what we've got going on because it's a different experience in there and it's going to be a different experience outside. And the team is committed. They're young. Uh, they, this will be their second year together, most of them, which is great. Rick Campbell's second full year. It's pretty exciting what we've got going on, Kirk. And I hope you come down and uh, come have a look. I'm a season ticket holder. So awesome. you've kind of got my money already. Um, so so use it well. Um, anyway. We'll do. Amar Dolman, great to see you. Uh, good luck starting uh, starting Saturday night and uh, one Republic uh, beforehand, and uh, we'll we'll do that and um, have a few more of these bands. That's always good. Good good long day at the park. Um, we'll see you again.
Thanks very much for having me, Kirk, and uh, we'll see you at the game. Yeah, Amar Doman, owner of the CFL's BC Lions. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. Thanks a lot for watching BIB today.